Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's not uncommon for zoos to conduct some type of breeding program to help battle the dangers of extinction of some animals in the wild. But this is Australia we're talking about. Things are a bit different there, and that's why folks at the Australian Reptile Park are now conducting a breeding program and even posting a video of the animals in question online. You can actually go to YouTube and see them doing the dirty deed. And in the country where nearly anything you come across can and will kill you, the folks at this zoo decided to breed funnel-web spiders, some of the most deadly ones on the planet. Yes, the Australians are making baby spiders. (laughs) Ones whose bite didn't even have an anti-venom until 1981. But that's exactly why they're doing it, turns out, to make more of the drug that would counteract the funnel-web spider deadliness. You wonder why um, (laughs) when the world was created... God hated Australia. <laughs> I'm going to put every species that will kill you there, right there. Now, yeah. I'm challenging you. Go live there. <laughs> well, Cliff, yeah, I'm telling you right now. What? I do not care what my mirror says. Yeah. I look exactly like Brad Pitt on the inside. On the inside. On the inside. Well, you can't on, tell us apart. On the inside. We're basically all the same. We all look like Brad Pitt on the inside. You're not a kidding. <laughs> Makes me feel a little bit better about myself yeah. this morning. But it's that whole outside part that the rest of us see that's left a bit disappointing. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Cliff, sometimes yep. there's studies that come out, and mm-hmm. when you read them, you think, not even my mom would have believed that story if I told her that and swore on a stack of Bibles. Well, true. And the latest story that's out, yeah. supposedly the study says that if we uh, post signs yeah. near stairwells okay. in buildings yes. and pointing people to where the stairs are, that yeah. well, that will encourage us to use the stairs instead of going up the <laughs> elevator. So if we just tell people where the stairs are, yes, they'll use them. With a bunch of signs. Not just one little sign. So do they have to be, like, flashing? <laughs> Attracting more attention? Cliff, I mean, what? They could put flashers out there. Yeah. Literally flashers. The people. <laughs> and people would oh, not oh, use flashers. the stairs. Yes. People oh, would, those kind of flashers. Yes, and people still well. wouldn't use the stairwells. <laughs> I'm telling you, if they put a thing out there that said, yeah. we'll pay you to use the stairs, Yeah. you might do it to begin with, but after a while... First couple of times, and then after that, I'm like, hell with that, I'm using the elevator. You're pushing the button in the elevator. That's right. I'm telling you, your mom won't believe that steady, but that's what they're trying to tell us. Weed, if there's one thing a pedophile never wants to hear or never wanted to hear, it's the phrase, I'm Chris Hansen from NBC News. Because that means you've not only been caught trying to mess with children in a sting by the cops... They were working with the NBC show to catch a predator, and you're getting busted on national television. In fact, Chris Hansen has become so iconic in catching sick, twisted criminals 
that he's a frequent internet meme. Well, Hansen's about to become a new meme now. It seems as though the 59-year-old TV host, who most recently hosted a syndicated show called Crime Watch Daily, ordered some promotional materials which may have been for a new venture, but we don't know for sure, 355 ceramic coffee mugs, 288 t-shirts, and 650 vinyl decals for whatever thing he's working on, all ordered from a company called Promotional Sales Limited of Stamford, Connecticut. And when he picked them up, Hansen wrote the owner of the small company a check on an account in the name of Hansen News LLC. Nearly $13,000. And when the business owner tried to deposit the check, it bounced sky high. <laughs> Hansen, the man who spent years catching pedophiles, arrested Monday and charged with writing a bad check as a court date next week. <laughs> they took that show off, didn't they? Oh, yeah, a long time ago. I wonder why. Did you ever hear? I, don't, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, people used to talk about it all, all the time. All the time. And as soon as they took it off... They began to play the reruns. Cliff, how many hours of sleep do you usually get? No, oh, maybe six, maybe a little more on a good night. <laughs> it's usually interrupted at some point um, by the dog farting. <laughs> but usually about six. Well, I ask you that, Cliff, because... Yeah. They've been studying this for many years, and a new study has come out about the same thing. And it says, yeah. if you get less than six hours of sleep, okay. your risk of having a stroke goes up. Okay. And the farther away you get on the low side of not getting six hours of sleep... The worse it is? The worse it gets. Okay. And I know some folks that like will tell you, I only sleep two or three hours a night. Yeah, I've heard of people do that as well, and... And there were times in my life when I really didn't sleep very much at all. Fortunately, I was a lot younger then. And um, just basically caught up on the weekends. <laughs> and you, I live like a zombie. It's just, I couldn't do it. No, no. Yeah. And a lot of people, of course, yeah. it wasn't you, but there's a lot of folks that get like, you know, three hours of sleep a night. Well, if you're one of those people... Yeah. You're out at nighttime, and you're mm -hmm. getting in, and you're getting three or four hours of sleep at night. Probably you're doing things that, um, while you're out, yeah, that um, well, you don't have to worry about strokes. Something else will <laughs> Something get you. Something else is going to get you first. <laughs> yes, long before the strokes. <laughs> well, Cliff, here yeah. we sat, less than one month away from Valentine's Day. Yeah, I know a. A lot of the lady listeners here are probably starting to wonder and worry a little bit. Mm -hmm. What am I going to get weed for Valentine's Day? <laughs> I can just feel I, that. I can't, I can't imagine any of the lady listeners, the female friends of this program, having any thought about that at all in their mind. I really believe they are this year, Cliff. I believe this is going to be the year. Yeah, because they haven't in any of the previous years. Yes, but I believe this is the year. This is my lucky year. Okay. And... and in case you're, you know, worried and wondering and yeah. thinking, oh, you know, I can't get zero bars all the time because, you know, he loves zero bars. Yeah. I've got the perfect, perfect answer to your dilemma. And what would that be? What could we that, get weed for Valentine's That's how nice of a guy I am. Oh, yeah. I'm helping you out <laughs> on your burdens. Cliff. What? Walmart.com. Yeah. 
is the answer to my Valentine's Day prayer. Well, what's, I mean, they have hundreds of thousands of things you can buy at Walmart.com. What are you talking about? Well, they have the best of both worlds. Okay. Chocolates yeah. and flowers. All right. You see, if you go on Walmart.com mm-hmm. and you uh, order the $45 Reese's Peanut Butter Cup bouquet, <laughs> it even comes with some fake orange flowers oh, on really? there that no. I will promptly throw away. <laughs> because you really don't care about flowers. But the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, yeah. I'm all in. Now, I know it's a little pricey. $45. I know that's a little pricey for a lot of folks, yes. and I understand that, but really, don't you think I'm worth it? I mean, it's 45 bucks. <laughs> you should never ask a question you would not like the answer to. <laughs> you said, don't you think I'm worth it? <laughs> I would say yes to that. Well, yes, because that's you. <laughs> Maybe we could get some answers on our text messaging service. Okay. 812-682-0520. What's your question? Do you think... Weed is worth a $45 Valentine's Day gift. A Reese's Peanut Butter right, Cup but one. They don't really care. They're still going to be out 45 bucks. It's the thought that counts. Well, then I'll buy you a 50 cent candy bar. No, no, no. I want this one. <laughs> this one here. That's the thought I'm going for. All right, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, Cliff, didn't you tell me that yesterday was the 10th anniversary of that uh, famous landing? Yes. Um, that would be what people commonly call the miracle on the Hudson. That was when um, the Captain Sully Sullenberger landed the airplane in the Hudson River after takeoff from LaGuardia. They got a bird, birds knocked out both engines on climb out, and there was no place left to go but into the water, and everyone lived to tell about it. And what did you say people call that? Miracle on the Hudson. Or as the geese know it, yeah. the slaughter. <laughs> From their perspective. From their perspective. No, you're right. It was. Right. If geese could talk and they had a history class, that's what they would call it. Yes. Right. And now turn your page to 98 (laughs) and we'll talk about the day of the slaughter. (laughs) And at 8.11 this morning, we'll do the phrase that pays. Oh, that's right. It's Wednesday, isn't it? Yes. I totally forgot. I was thinking, Cliff. What's that? How about this? What? Maybe it will work. Maybe it won't. But Mm -hmm. if you've never gotten through... On our phone line. Or even if you've never even tried to get through to be the person who gives us the phrase. gives us the phrase. We would love to hear from you this morning. I think that's an excellent idea. What do you think, Cliff? Because we do hear from a a small group of folks more frequently than others. Let's try to get new blood into the game. Yes. If you've never gotten in before, you've never even tried, find a phrase and call and give it to us. Yes, you've got plenty of time. 8-11 yeah. is when we're going to do it. Yep. If you're not familiar with what we do, we'll put you on the air. Yep. You'll give us that short, sweet, easy-to-remember phrase. Mm-hmm. We'll use it on Friday to yep. give away the tickets to the Grand Ole Opry. Mm-hmm. And we'll give you a little present from the fine folks at Subway. From help, for helping us out this morning. You like that idea, Cliff? I, I think that's an excellent idea. Well, Cliff? Yeah, we issued the challenge. Someone who has never before given us a phrase, never called in, someone brand new, come up with something. And? We've got one. All right. Here we go. Hi, who's this? Oh, crap. I didn't think you guys were going to that would be a great phrase that pays right there. Yeah. That's perfect. How about that one? Is, is that what that's you wanna go is that what you wanna go with? Yeah, but we had uh, Taylor Pickens on the end of that. Taylor Pickens? 
Yeah, he's uh, the guy I work with. This is Walter Hyke from West Salem. Oh, hey, Walter. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you. Well, let's make sure we've got this phrase that pays absolutely correct. Cliff, have you got it all written down yet? I believe I do, yes. All right, let's hear it. Oh, crap. I didn't think you guys would answer. And then at the end of it, what was the name again? Taylor Pickens. Taylor Pickens. All right, Walter, that's what we're going to use. He's the guy who needs to call in Friday to win. I'm trying to get him to stick it there still. So. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, Walter, we've got the uh, Subway gift certificate with your name on it. You drop by our Country 98.1 studios, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Good work. Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye, Walter. So does the guy's name, is it part of the phrase? Is that? Yeah, it it's part of the phrase. He meant that to go. Okay. Yes, he meant that so in there. So it's, oh, crap. I didn't think you guys would answer. Taylor Pickens. Yes. <laughs> Well, okay. that's not a bad one right there, no, Cliff, at all. No. Well, if you recall, Cliff, a couple of weeks ago, we started a segment. We said we would throw out there occasionally whenever it was the appropriate time. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. You know, the uh, Are They Alive Are segment? they still alive? Let's do it next. All righty. <laughs> now, this came about because Cliff and I were discussing this. Yes. Amongst ourselves. Yes. It's not really a person. It's Mad Magazine. And I asked the question, do they still publish Mad Magazine? That's, and that's Cliff says... Right. Yes, they absolutely do. You can still purchase a subscription to Mad Magazine. When did they we start that at? 1952 was when they began publication. And then wow. they hit their peak around 74. That's right about the time I was like going uptown to the dime store to see if the new issue was out. <laughs> I hear you there. Jackson's Pharmacy for me. With a lot of lot of Mad Magazines in my bedroom at some point in time. And the back cover that had you a folded, picture. You folded it up and it was an entirely different picture. Oh. All right. Absolutely. Spy versus spy. <sighs> I haven't seen one of those things. Yeah. In 25 years yeah. or more. Mm-hmm. And what was that guy, the funny-looking guy? Oh, what was uh, his name? Alfred E. Newman. Yeah. So Mad Magazine. Yeah. It's still alive. I want you to bear with me just for a couple of seconds here, Cliff. Oh, These yeah. tickets that I can't pronounce. <laughs> you mean tickets to the Cirque du Soleil performance? Thank you. At the Ford Center? Yes. We have two of those tickets available for the January 23rd presentation of that okay. at the Ford Center. Now, here's the bearing with me for just a minute. Okay. A lot of folks in their 20s were asked the question, if, you know, their time comes and they were cremated, yeah. what would they want their ashes to go? Okay. And a large number said, in a vinyl record. Going old school there, Cliff. So you'd have their ashes formed into a, an old school vinyl record. Yes, actually placed inside one of them. Okay. Which I, I thought I didn't was know a they little could different. Do, I yes. didn't know they could do that. There's a company that will turn your ashes yeah. into records. Okay. And their slogan is, and it's pretty cool, yeah. live on from beyond the groove. And I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> that is cool. So that got to thinking about yeah. that, Cliff, myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big album fan. I just yeah. like the cuts <laughs> off of there that are hits. Very few albums have I ever bought. Oh, okay. Be- very few can I remember. So I was thinking, like. which one would I be in? Okay. Now, a couple of them that popped into my head, and I don't yeah. know very many. Mm-hmm. Van Morrison, A Night in San Francisco, an absolutely fantastic so album. Is that one you could, you could listen to every cut on the, uh, on the album? Yes. You were saying? Okay. Yes. Stevie okay. Ray Vaughan. Yeah. And Double Trouble. Right. It's called Live Alive. Yeah. I could do that one, too. Okay. And so I thought this would be, instead of doing the, you know... Two truths and a lie. Yeah. 
we would have our listener call in yeah. and say, whenever their time happened, mm-hmm. what vinyl record would you want your ashes to be put in? Okay. Do you have one, Cliff, off the top of your head? Off the quick? top of my head, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, maybe two choices. Okay. Um, the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, Elton John. Yes. That was a two-album set. And I think there's enough of me to fill two albums. Just saying. <laughs> because literally every song on all four of those sides, I could listen to. That's a great choice right there. Um, probably the other one would be the 1976 original uh, Boston C- uh, album. Oh, the one everybody had. The one that have. everyone had, right. Yeah, with the floating guitar on the front. Yes. I so forgot it about be, that be one. be one of those two. Well, Cliff, yeah? I think that's the way we'll give away these tickets. January 23rd is the date. Okay. One week from today. Cool. And uh, you'll call us up at 812-386-1250. We'll tell you, you'll tell us yeah. the vinyl album you would be in, and we'll do that Okay. about 9.06 this morning. We'll Alrighty. let you think about it. It's kind of a toughie. You know, don't take it seriously about, uh, you know, being cremated and put inside of a record. We're just uh, pretending like this. Right, we're, t- we're not actually going to hold you to it. No, we're <laughs> acting like it's the year 2089. Right. How's that? Your time on this earth is done, as it is for everyone at some point. 2089. Yes. We want to know the uh, yes. album you want your ashes in. That's all. Don't get excited on the <laughs> texting there. <laughs> We're just playing here. That's right. Okay. Every time, Cliff, I heard, yeah. hear someone with a British accent speaking yeah. excitedly. <laughs> As we just heard yes. from the uh, British Parliament there. Yeah. I picture someone from Monty Python talking <laughs> to me every time I hear that. Well, Cliff. Well, at least we didn't have anyone from the Ministry of Funny Walks checking in. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, Cliff, we've asked the question. Whenever the yeah. day comes, mm-hmm. if they put your ashes in a vinyl record, which one would you pick? Yeah. We want the answer to that coming up in three minutes, and you uh, call us at 812-386-1250, and we'll give you these uh, nice tickets okay. for next week's production in Evansville. Cool. We uh, got a text message saying, yes. I want my ashes in Willie Nelson's <laughs> Stardust. Okay. And I remember that. And that was like 1982. Yes, everybody. Everybody said it would be a horrible idea, but yeah. Willie said, "No, we're going to do it this way," and it was a huge hit. Yeah. And my response to that was, yeah. "Probably doesn't sound as good as it should sound." I said, "I hope they stick you in it." So, <laughs> my apologies well, for that, Cliff. Could have been worded yeah. better. Oh, Cliff, let's go to the phone lines Nobody. and see who we have. Hi, who's this? Jim Kniep. Oh, and where are you from, Jim? Vincent. All okay. right. Well, Jim Kniep, what uh, vinyl record would you want your ashes in when the day comes? If it had to be Boston, don't look back. Can I get a first response? Really? Well, that's cool. About what year would that have been, Jim? I believe it was 78. That's exactly right. And what <laughs> makes that album so special to you, Jim? Once I'm gone from this place, I don't want to look back. That's right. There you go. There you go. Don't look back. A new day is breaking. You're Uh, absolutely right. All right. Well, Jim (laughs) Kniep, congratulations. You've won the tickets to the uh, place that I can't pronounce. Cirque du Soleil. There you go. It's a week from tonight at the Ford Center in Evansville. You got that, Jim? All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. You have a good one, Jim. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. That's a good one. You picked that one, too. That's exactly. No, well, that was the one he picked was their second album. Oh, you picked picked the the first one. That's right. With the guitar on it. Yeah. I think I would go with songs in the key of life. Oh, the Stevie Wonder mm-hmm. album. Uh, except you'd be dead. Well, it'd be songs in the key of death then. <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring to it, no, does it? No, it certainly doesn't. 
hey, you want to buy the new album, Songs in the Key of Death? No, not really. You know, the one with the Grim Reaper on the album yeah, cover. Right. Yes. Oh, no, wait, that was somebody else. I know, I know. Yeah. How could you possibly say no to this, Cliff? Say we, no to what? We threw that question out there about the album you want your ashes in. Yeah. And one of our texting friends mm-hmm. said Alabama's greatest hits. And I asked the question back. Yeah. What's your favorite song off of that album? Okay. And the reply was 18-wheeler roll on. Our dad was a trucker. Yeah. And so we sang it growing up. And now that he's gone, we kind of sing it just for mom. Okay. Can you play that song That's for us cool. this morning? That is cool. So, yes, yeah. we can play it. Here it is. Alabama on the Morning Road Show. We're yeah. moments away. From? You know what. No. The greatest segment in radio history, Take It to the Bank. <laughs> and today, Cliff. What? We're going to go down the path of not always, but a lot of the times yeah. when people are storing a great quantity of any kind of thing. Yeah. Anything yeah. in great quantities. Okay. Usually there's a um, mm-hmm. not-so-nice reason that they're actually doing it. Really? They're not doing it for the greater good, most likely. Okay. Now, that's not always the truth. Don't get me wrong here. Well, no, I true. Know, I mean... <laughs> but a lot of times in history, yeah, a lot of times that happens. And today's Take It to the Bank will be a massive amount of... Of molasses <laughs> was molasses. stored up, yes. Okay. And cool. Not really for the reason you think that it was. It's not for yeah. your pancakes or your waffles or French toast either. Oh. There was another reason. Alrighty. Well, excluding hoarding a bunch of Willie Nelson tunes, Cliff. <laughs> Generally speaking, when you yeah. hoard a bunch of stuff, yeah, you have an ulterior purpose in mind. That's correct. And that reminds me of mm-hmm. well. Or take it to the bank today? Yeah. Yesterday mm-hmm. was the 100th anniversary of Boston's Great Molasses Flood. <laughs> 1919. Yes. Great Molasses Flood. Now, I okay. want you to know that it sounds ridiculous and kind of funny, but yeah. 21 people died horribly and buildings were destroyed. That's right. Now, you would think in Boston, Mm -hmm. in January, the molasses would flow pretty slow. So you could go, here it comes, one step over, (laughs) dodge that bullet. But considering, and I've been doing some research over here on this whole thing, considering the volume of molasses that spilled, it actually flowed downhill at about 35 miles an hour. 26 million pounds yes. coming down the and, roadway. And the other thing was was that they had just gotten a shipment in the day before, and it was hot when they put it in the tank. And they think when it burst out onto the street, of course, being January, it got cold, and then people got trapped in it because it was flowing hot, and then it got cold and then got solid. So they were trapped in it and couldn't get out. Now, why would they have 26 million pounds of molasses sitting around to begin with? I have no idea. Well, they were refining this into ethanol. Okay. Yes, ethanol, Mm -hmm. 100 years ago. Yeah. And they were making it for munitions for the war effort. But the war had ended. World War I. Yes. And they had all that molasses left over, so the company that owned it decided, let's keep all of this stuff and ferment it for rum. 
So we can sell that before Prohibition gets here. <laughs> so they were hoarding it in advance of the possible Prohibition. They were wanting to become rum runners, right. as a matter of fact. Yes. And apparently they cheaped out on the tank, construction anyway. Right. And it was basically constructed boom. out of the same metal that someone made the Titanic out of. <laughs> Pretty well, yes. First bad thing that come along, boom. <laughs> and Cliff? Yeah? You told me that... Even today, when it gets hot. Yes, that's what this. Uh, this was actually an NPR uh, story that I found. Even today, in the summertime, in that area of Boston, when it gets really hot, you can still smell the molasses. If that's not the name of a country music album, <laughs> you can still smell the molasses. I'm telling you, you're Cliff, absolutely right. Somebody needs to jump on that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Jason Sturgeon can jump on that. We'll have to send that to him. Yes. Yeah. Cliff, I feel rather stupid right now. <laughs> because I forgot to do something that I knew that I would not forget, and I'm going to have to start writing stuff down. What would that be? See, you have forgot too, my friend. I don't know what you're... Oh! Yes! Oh! Yes! And how could we have forgotten that? I understand. How could we have forgotten that we were going to test drive the Country 98.1 Love Machine? Yes, we were. We were going to test drive it. We are going to use you and your wife. Yeah. You were going to dictate and decide which mm. name you wanted to use. Yeah. Well, not like, you know, he's not, he's going to use his wife's name. He's right. not going to make up some other woman's right. name. Yeah. <sighs> and now there's not enough time to do it to, no, by the no, time we push that thing in from the back. Yeah, I mean, we, maybe that was why, <laughs> maybe that was why we, you know, mentally repressed that idea that we had to do that was because it's going to be hard work pushing all that in here. Yeah, well, tomorrow morning I yeah. wrote a note. I'm going to push okay. it in from the back right early, and we're going to do it the first song after the 7 o'clock news. How's that? Okay. All right, you up still? Of course, yeah. Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day, start with number three. You can still smell the molasses. Number two, what am I going to get weed for Valentine's Day? Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow, maybe, because the number one morning roadshow phrase is about the Country 98.1 love machine, and tomorrow morning we'll... Push it in from the back. First song after the 7 o'clock news. Yes, sir. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.